0: You're listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with
1: John Hicks. Thanks for joining us here with John Hicks. I'm Jennifer Perry. And if you have a question that you'd like us to address on the podcast, remember, you can find us online. Reach out to us there at RetirementSolutionRadio.com. And John, we finally survived the big thaw after the big freeze. But, you know, at least you had your Bernie mittens to get you through it.
0: No, I don't have those Bernie mittens. Oh,
1: Bernie! I did still not sell them shared. to John.
0: No, these were made especially for me. Uh, They're made out of alpaca fur, <laughs> and I feel really happy about that. And my hands are also very
1: toasty. Oh, thank goodness, Bernie! We were worried about you, but even though our friend Bernie has kind of faded away after the whole mitten meme. It's kind of interesting, John, because some of his ideas are not going away in Washington right now. In fact, with all the talk of new taxes, some lawmakers are out there pushing what they call a financial transaction tax. This is something Bernie proposed during his campaign, which would affect pretty much all stock and bond trades on Wall Street. Now, Kirsten Wagner with Modern Markets Initiative says this is a really big deal. The financial transaction tax has been billed as a tiny tax, you know, uh, on Wall Street, a pound of flesh on Wall Street. But actually, the real victims of a financial transaction tax are, you know, everyday investors, people who have people watching our 529 plans, 401ks. So her group estimates this proposed tax, John, would cost us forty-five dollars to $65,000 over the life of our 401k accounts. That is not a tiny tax. Hold on, Jennifer.
0: <laughs> what is wrong with having a very tiny tax that hits the largest group of people so that other people who don't work have no actual aspirations to get out of the grandmothers and their mothers' basements, <laughs> who love alpaca fur mittens? How come we can't have a tiny tax that affects those people? So, Jennifer, this is the whole problem when we start all these extra tax additives, right? So I agree completely with who was this?
1: Kirsten Wegner. Kirsten Wegner,
0: yeah, yeah. So her company did a study, and what they found is the average American would potentially pay over forty-five dollars to $65,000 over their saving lives in their 401K because of this extra tax. Now, hold on.
1: That's the average person, and a lot of us could live for maybe a year on that. So that's a lot of money.
0: But more than that, that's the average bear. So the point is, what if you've done a great job saving? What if you've saved eight hundred thousand, a million, two million more dollars in tax deferred accounts? What would that cost look like then? Ooh. We're talking hundreds of thousands. Actually, the calculation I did just a second ago kind of ticked me off. It was three hundred and ninety thousand dollars. <sighs> if you've saved about a million and a half bucks. Wow. So we say, "Oh, it's okay. This is for the better good. We should tax everybody this way so that other people can, you know, we can redistribute the wealth."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now the amazing thing about this is is that I think the very great story of this I just heard recently, and I'm sure this has been around forever, but it was about a high school teacher and what she wanted to do is she wanted to teach by the concepts of averaging, if you will. Okay. So what she did is she gave a test out to the entire class. Okay. And you, of course, you had your stellar students that work their butts off and try to get the best grade they can. Then you have, you know, that middle group, which is probably like the majority of us, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we want to study hard. We do the best we can in between soccer practice or baseball practice or things at church. We, we do everything we can to put in that time. But then, of course, you have the slacker group, right? Yes. Now, some of us may find ourselves in that from time to time, but that last group, they're just kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. School's not my deal anyway. So the teacher said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take this test. And of course, what did the high achievers do? They got like 95, 98, 99 The average grade in the class got around an 88, about a B. Okay. And then there were the slackers that got basically D minuses. No one failed, but they didn't really pass either. Okay? Right. Here's what the teacher said to teach this, this group a lesson. She said, what we're going to do today is we're going to average all the grades and everyone is going to get the average grade of the class. Well, what happened? Well, the average grade of the class was a B minus. So interestingly enough, by doing this, here's what happened. All of the slackers said, this is awesome. I mean, I did flipping nothing. I, I, did, I did nothing last night and I got a B minus and I've never gotten a B minus before in my life. I don't know why I'm making this person sound like from the Northeast, but I am. And, and then all of a sudden, all of the people at the top is like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I skipped three dates, did not go out to dinner with my family, didn't even do the extra choir practice. And I, I, I thought I would have gotten a 99. Instead, I get a B minus. So all of a sudden, two weeks later, the teacher does the exact same thing. And lo and behold, we had a different result. What we had is all of students, and they realized now what was gonna happen in this class. Mm-hmm. Everything was gonna be averaged. So what did those high earners do, those high workers? What did they do this time? Did they work nearly as hard? They didn't study, they, they didn't, didn't put in the hours, anything. no. Yeah. And, and the other group, the group at the very bottom, they didn't do anything either. <laughs> There's like, oh, if I'm going to get all these extra points from all these smart kids, let's let them do it. They for did it me.
1: even less than last time, right? And yeah. so, what
0: happens after you figure out the system of redistribution, that second test, instead of a B minus, the average class grade was a D plus. See, this is the problem when we start doing this redistribution of wealth. Those that work the hardest and save the most, and basically, it comes down to one simple thing it's not even about working hard, it's about sacrificing. Instead of saving an extra $300 a month, we could add that to a car payment. Instead of driving a Toyota, we could be driving a Lexus. Right. Right? Or instead of having a house that we know we can afford, we can bump that up and maybe spend an extra $1,000 a month and having a house we barely can afford, but we look good in doing so, but we're not sacrificing. We're not saving. So ladies and gentlemen, what I think that happens when we start looking at these ways that we're just going to do a financial tax, Bernie Sanders hates capitalism. Even though it's capitalism, what's given him is only income for his entire life. Hmm. He calls himself a public servant. Well, he's the only public servant I'm aware of that has three homes and is a millionaire off of the broken backs of those that vote for him. Right. Now, it's not about him being a bad person. No. The point is, is that I know for a fact that ideology and philosophical context is completely broken. It is broken in context. And all we have to do is look at what happens if a teacher averages grades no one was willing to work as hard once they know how the game is played. We don't want that here. That's not what founded this country. It's not what made us great. No one said, Hey, let's just be mediocre. We don't need to be great again. We don't need anything about that. We just need to be mediocre. See the problem with starting with one of these type of little taxes where they say, Oh, it's just so infinitesimal. It's just such a small amount is that there is so little truth to that statement. When you're talking about this is going to generate trillions of dollars over time, ladies and gentlemen, this is how we start the breakdown of capitalism more so than we've already done. And all I know for all of us is we should work hard to hold on to every single dollar that we've sacrificed to earn. That's what our firm does. Whether it comes down to making sure we have the right risk mitigation plan in place, which means we can't lose more than we want to, which means that we want to make sure those tax plans are correct. As we're going through our taxes now, it's a big deal. They're talking about more taxes, making sure that if we actually do pass away with a lot of money, that it doesn't go to Uncle Sam. It goes to our beneficiaries or our charities of choice, not goes to Uncle Sam. We want to make sure that we have the opportunity to do this right, but we can't do that if they take away our ability to do that. I'm against this law through and through, but mainly because that story tells the truth. None of my people that listen to me, none of our clients have ever been slackers. And what we do know for a fact is we can fix this, but we can't fix it for the country. We can fix it for ourselves. Thanks for listening. Want more from John? Find us online at RetirementSolutionRadio.com. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. J. Hagen Capital is a registered investment advisor. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Incorporated is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing an insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance products and annuities offered through John Hicks. Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.